Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Well, in this conversation, we are going to be talking about how um, tropical diseases have been neglected due to the fact that the entire medical fraternity has been zooming into COVID-19. But uh, what impact has this had on those 1.7 billion people across the globe who have been infected or are affected by uh, the various tropical diseases? Talking about this, we're joined by Francisca Mutapi, who is a professor in uh, Global Health Infection and Immunity and co-director of the Global Health Academy at the University of Edinburgh. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor Mutapi. Thank you very much for having me. So, Professor Mutapi, let's talk what are tropical diseases and maybe give us those that are more common for us here in Southern Africa. Sure. So neglected tropical diseases are a group of 20 diseases. And this group of diseases is caused by parasitic worms, bacteria, some viruses, and some types of parasites called protozoa. They affect, as you mentioned, 1.7 billion people in the world, but a significant number of these, over 40% live in Africa. And when we look at some of the diseases, in South Africa, you have four of these rabies, schistosomiasis, nom- normally commonly called dehazia, leprosy, and intestinal worms, also called soil-transmitted worms. And 90% of these occur in Africa. And with COVID-19 having taken the spotlight of the entire medical fraternity, what does this mean then for those who have uh, these tropical diseases? So these sorts of diseases are normally controlled in a particular way where you go into populations and you treat everybody, regardless of whether or not they are infected, because it is cheaper to treat everybody than to diagnose them. And this normally happens in what we call mass drug administration program. So you get the whole population together and then you treat everyone. Now you cannot immediately see the problem with this during COVID-19 because first of all, we had lockdown, which meant that people could not travel to where they needed to be treated. Secondly, you had social distancing, which meant that people could not congregate in places. And this impacted our ability to treat people. In South Africa, you have mass drug administration programs to treat Bilhazia, for example, since 2015, where every year you get all the children together in affected areas and you treat them. This did not happen due to COVID-19. That's just one of the four ways that this was impacted. The second, of course, is that in order to have these drugs, they need to be manufactured and they need to be delivered. We know there was a severe breakdown in the um, supply chain, and that meant the drugs could not get from the manufacturers to the African countries where they were needed. These drugs are dispensed usually by teachers, village health workers, and nurses. And I've already looked at what happened in South Africa. Uh, the report from WHO said a lot of these people were seconded to go and work towards the COVID-19 response. So they were not available anymore to be able to issue these treatments. 
And of course, treating people costs money. If you're using the money to control neglected tropical diseases, you're not using it for other things. And in the past two years, COVID has been the most important health emergency. So the resources and the funding, both domestically as well as from international donors, has all been put towards the COVID response as that has been prioritized. So all these four things taken together meant we've had a devastating impact on the control of these diseases. Well, Professor, you know, when I'm looking at the amount of research that has gone to COVID-19, and maybe I'm comparing apples to pears here, you will correct me as a medical professional, but I'm looking at the amount of medical research that went in, the amount of funding that went in uh, for a pandemic that just swooped you know, across our, 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 our lives from the end of 2019, 2020. And I ask myself, these tropical diseases that are so prevalent in, in Africa, especially as you have mentioned, that have never received such attention, why is this? Um, it's very simple. Neglected tropical diseases are called neglected because they affect the poorest, the most marginalized, and the least um, vocal people. COVID-19 affected everybody, the rich and the poor alike, and those with the loudest voice when it comes to prioritizing funding. And also, COVID-19 was something new. We didn't know about it, and we didn't know how bad it was going to be. So, yes. A lot of resources went to COVID-19 and our neglected tropical diseases continue being neglected because in other ways we are used to living with them and they affect almost an invisible group of people. So it's purely because the invisible group of people, that's why not so much uh, research has been put into making sure that we develop vaccines, we develop medications that are effective, that can help us to eradicate uh, these tropical diseases. I mean, there's a plethora of them. There's too many of them. Um, so I have spent the past 20 years working on these diseases. In fact, uh, closer to 30 years now, I work mostly in Zimbabwe. And the elephant in the room for a lot of these diseases is poor provision of water and sanitation. A lot of the diseases are waterborne, and people contract them when they go um, to do their domestic chores like uh, laundry or collecting water. And also, they're passed through fecal matter. And they can therefore contaminate the environment. Without toilets and without safe water, we will never eliminate a lot of these diseases. So we need investment in those uh, facilities to ensure that we break the cycle of transmission for a lot of these diseases, such as Bilharzia, soil transmitted um, helminth, for example. These are related to water and sanitation. A-teamers, we are talking about uh, tropical diseases that are very prevalent in uh, Africa, even here in South Africa, and they've been neglected for the past couple of months, almost two years, due to the fact that we've had a huge pandemic and still have a huge pandemic at our hands, COVID-19. What are your thoughts around, you know, this discussion that we are having and the enlightenment that Professor Mutapi is giving us right now around, you know, what has been happening over the past couple of months? 
I want to hear from you. Are you of the view as well that more needs to be done to advocate for Africa? Or perhaps you are one of those who says, why are we not developing our own medication and uh, researching for ourselves to find ways to eradicate uh, these particular diseases that are so easily um, contracted, especially if it's those that are contracted from our water, from uh, the fact that we don't have uh, adequate sanitation as Africans. Please do interact on 0614104107. That's our WhatsApp number or SMS 41391. You can also call in on 011 Dr. Mutapi, I mean, you've worked across the continent and um, you are now at the University of Edinburgh. Are there any pointers that can help us to minimize the, the, the spread of these um, tropical diseases? Well, there are many things we can do at different levels. Let's start with people who are exposed to them every day. The simple things like ensuring we are not contaminating our environment with uh, urine or fecal matter is an important thing. So building things like pit latrines, which are cheap and developed for rural Africa, is a good start. Ensuring that when we collect our water from the river, we are not using it immediately. We are letting it stand to kill the parasites or we are boiling it. And said to ensure that when we are invited to come and be treated during the mass drug administration event, we turn up and we are compliant and we take our treatment. So that's what you can do if you're an exposed person. Then the next layer are the researchers. You quite rightly mentioned that it is important that we do our own research in, in Africa. To this day, it amazes me that we have not, for example, developed something like a soap or a lotion that we know kills the parasite when you come into contact with that. We do this for things like uh, malaria. We have re- insect repellent. Why are our scientists and innovators on the continent not developing these kinds of interventions that make the contact with the water safe? And finally, Our own government and our own ministries of health need to invest in these um, preventative measures. One of the biggest uh, travesties of COVID was that international funders such as the UK withdrew such a large amount of money, up to a third of the money that funds the treatment of these neglected tropical diseases because they have their own domestic priorities. And that meant, for example that 250 million people did not receive their treatment and about 180,000 people who needed treatment for these diseases, for surgery, could not get them because the international funding was not forthcoming. So we do need our own government to take leadership and ownership of these control programs for neglected tropical diseases. And in terms of uh, political will, because we know that um, health departments, especially across um, our continent, are run and uh, overseen by departments of health um, from government. What is it that needs to be done from that point of view if us as society are taking our place and doing what we need to do? So um, I can tell you, for example, that South Africa has a national master plan for eliminating neglected tropical diseases, which is supposed to run to 2025. 
and it prescribes what our governments are going to do in terms of investment, in terms of health education, and in terms of improving water and sanitation. However, I would like to bring to the attention of the audience that in June this year, we have a very important event that is happening at the Commonwealth Heads of State or Heads of Government meeting in Kigali in Rwanda. We will be inviting all the stakeholders there, heads of government, funders, to sign the Kigali Declaration on Neglected Tropical Diseases. Now, this surpasses a similar declaration that was made in London in 2012 that has seen transformative improvements in the health of millions of people as a result of high-level commitment in terms of money, in terms of infrastructure, to control these diseases. So the renewal of this NTD declaration in Kigali is absolutely critical. It needs the support and buy-in of all the African governments where these diseases occur. And the wonderful thing about this declaration is it's being led by Kigali and by Nigeria. So Rwanda and Nigeria are taking leadership and ownership. This is the first time that African countries will be taking the leadership of the control of neglected tropical diseases, it provides a fantastic opportunity for our countries to show leadership. Uh, thank you so very much for joining us, uh, Dr. Matupi. I think what needs to be done is uh, a joint effort from government, from uh, private sector in the healthcare uh, industry, and also us as communities to come together and make sure that we stand up because we are the most affected by these um, tropical diseases. And I look forward to the day where we say that the number has decreased from 1.7 billion to zero infected people. You and me both. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, that was Dr. Francisca Mutupa, um, Mutupi, who's a professor in global health infection and immunity and a co-director of the Global Health Academy at the University of Edinburgh.